Because right now, it's time to say hello to our mate Steve Vines, the Saikun correspondent. Hello, Steve. How are you? Hello from the bunker here. Yay. Right. What's hot? <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and get the popcorn out today. <laughs> what's you? hot? Well, I mean, um, it, it, as night follows day now, it, it is clear that the elections will be cancelled. Oh, oh, sorry, postponed. Um, this is on the grounds. Come on. Let's. I'm trying to keep a straight face while I say this, on the grounds of the health threat. Do you know, during the virus, over 50 countries and major territories have held elections. I mean, in Asia alone, South Korea, Japan, Singapore, all of which have far higher levels of coronavirus infection than Hong Kong, mm. managed successfully to hold elections. But in Hong Kong they're actually going to peddle the excuse that the elections can't be held because of the coronavirus. You know, I mean, it insults everybody's intelligence. But then, of course, the, the line is coming from people who aren't very intelligent themselves, and they may assume that the rest of the population is as stupid as they are. Does it make a difference, Steve, that I think it's fair to say a lot of people kind of expected this, for whatever reason? Oh, you know... Um, a lot of people expected the plague. It doesn't mean <laughs> yes. it's a good thing. Actually, I don't think they did quite. But I know where you're going with that one. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. I do indeed. Um, but, you know, yeah, a lot of people did expect this. And um, because people who can read and write understand what the real reason for the cancellation is, and it's because, in the marvellous words of, of Margaret Thatcher, they're frit. They're absolutely petrified of facing the electorate, of realising that all this brave fighting talk about the majority of the population mm. supporting the pro-China camp isn't true. They will not test it in a free and fair election. So they're actually talking about bringing in a provisional legislature. Which is going to be the same, the same next... one? Is it going to be the same one? It gets tricky well, with all the law there, you see. None of this is confirmed, but, but you know, I, I, I read the same reports as, as everybody else. It looks as though they'll find a way of extending the life of the current legislature. I want to chuck one thing in, Steve. Um, our, our new researcher, our new analyst, Kat, who comes up with a brilliant point. You'll like this. Singapore held the election because the government knew it would win. Therefore, the Hong Kong government wants to postpone it because they knew they will lose, says Kat. But the Singapore one, I, that makes sense to me. Can, can I advance the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the Vines theory of elections? Nobody who thinks they're going to win an election cancels it. Yeah, there is that. I don't know whether that's a, a, a staggeringly incisive new political theory but it happens to be true <laughs> nobody who thinks they're going to win an election would dream of postponing or cancelling that election does so we yeah. know that they don't think that and we also know that in the year the year remember they're actually planning to put this off for a year well that's the maximum what they will, i think Sorry? That's the maximum, I think, isn't it? Well, it isn't, actually. The maximum is however long <laughs> however long they want it to be. I mean, the actual maximum under the basic law is two weeks. They're going to ignore the basic law in this matter, go straight to Beijing and get the bosses to introduce. And remember, they can introduce whatever they want. A year is an arbitrary figure picked out of the ether. But what they're going to be doing during that year is they're going to be finding new and more excruciating ways to purge the election of opposition candidates. 
that also will follow as night follows day. Mm. And I was very, very interested to read an editorial in the Peking duck-eating um, Hong Kong Standard, which said, oh, of course, if we can put the elections off for a year, all those troublemakers and Democrats by then will have emigrated to Britain. So, you know, that gives us a fighting chance of getting of the pro-China <laughs> candidates elected. I mean, you know... Um, good on good on you boys for being so honest. What about the emergency law, Steve? Because that's what's going to... Um, again, I know zero about this. I think lots of people are the same as me. That would allow lots of things to happen. It allows anything to happen. If you evoke the emergency regulations, and remember, they are still in force, telling people they're not allowed to wear... Well, that's right. Face masks, which are compulsory. Um, oh, anybody who, who can work that out. That comes from emergency regulations. But anyway... Under emergency regulations, yeah. you can do anything. This is why when they were first devised by the British at the time of the, um, uh, the, the, the Dockers' strike uh, in the 1920s, mm. Churchill, who was the Home Secretary at the time, described these powers, the colonial sector rather, did, described these powers as being draconian and should only be used with great caution and rarely. Yeah. That, of course, has gone out the window. So they may do it through um, the, Im the enactment of emergency powers. But, you know, because the CNO, the chief executive in name only, is so irrelevant in the protest, I think that Beijing will simply do this by a directive from the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress. Just do it, Which, you're yeah, saying, whatever. We, yeah. They'll just say, uh, we've, we've looked at the basic law, we think this is what we think... And by the way, shut up. I got you. Here's an interesting take from Steve who writes to us. He says, perhaps a provisional legislature would give us a chance to have some ethnic diversity in LegCo. Some South Asian Hong Kongers representing, perhaps, says Steve. Uh, yeah, I just, just saw a pig flying no by. Idea. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I know that we had a listener writing in, a very well-meaning listener writing in, setting out the conditions. Craig, thank you for your which, email yesterday. Take it yeah. away on that. You know, setting out the conditions under which an election could safely be held. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sorry to say this is all totally irrelevant because there's no... The, the health risk is imaginary. It's not real. It is not the real reason for this cancellation. Of course, if they wanted to do the proper thing, they should be thinking carefully about how you conduct a safe election. But they're not thinking about that. They're only thinking about the politics of this. Mm. And... What they're saying is after imposing these draconian, or not these draconian, the draconian national security law, and we've seen the first um, arrests of people not taking part in the demonstrations. Uh, well, they were a right bunch of bruisers, though, Steve, weren't they? Say again? They were a right bunch of bruisers, though, the people that got arrested. Yeah, some of them were as old as 19. I know, they, 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 they're probably going to subvert the Chinese state. I mean, you know, the, the problem with all of that is, will we ever know? Will they have an open trial? We don't know that. Would they be shipped across the border? Under the law, that can happen. Will we even know precisely what they're alleged to have done? I mean, at the moment, in the midnight press conference, mm -hmm. the police said, or rather it wasn't the police, it was the new National Security Office said, although it was done on police premises, but anyway, um, said that... Um, uh, they are allegedly involved 
in a conspiracy to form an independence party in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you, you, you can say whatever you like in terms of an accusation, but the whole point about having rule of law is you have to prove that in court. Now, under this law, you don't have to prove it. You simply have to make the allegation. I want to go to a message on our Facebook page, Morning Brew, of course, from Mike E. Mike says, with the obvious caveat that they were on, quote, social media, but supported by video photos that seemed relevant, two items caught my eye this week, says Mike. Firstly, a woman in Seung Soi was surrounded by uh, four police officers for not wearing a mask and then pepper sprayed when she became agitated. Secondly, someone in a car was given a fixed notice penalty for not wearing a mask. The alleged offence was not wearing a mask quote, in a specified public place. What the hell, says Mike. If we're going to become a police state, can we at least have a competent police force? And then Cat carries on, the police and the government keep bullying the young, thus the arrest of the 19-year-olds last night. This is all on our Morning Brew Facebook page. Jump in if you want. What about Mike's comment? Well, I, I'm very interested in the point he made about this 55-year-old lady who was pepper sprayed. I mean, if, if anybody seriously believes anything other than the fact that the police force has got out of control. This is an extraordinary manifestation of it. I mean, they're now saying that this, and you've seen a picture of her, this formidable lady was overwhelming police officers in the course of their duty. Mm. Honestly, are you telling me that able-bodied policemen cannot handle a 55-year-old woman in a supermarket? Off. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not justifying what she did. I mean, I do think People should wear masks in public places. I do think if they're asked to produce their identity card, they should do so. I understand all of that. Pepper spraying, though. I mean, you know, is this going to be the default response to these people? I mean, you know, am I safe to go out in the streets with, um, you know, I don't know what, an incorrectly worn mask? And, you know, the next thing I know is I'm getting pepper spray all over me. I, I mean... I know that's an exaggerated thing, but on the other hand, who would have thought that pepper spray would start to be used in supermarkets to enforce the mask law? I mean, you know, come on, where are we? <laughs> I know. It, it's, it's, it's just just extraordinary. And on, on all of this, mm-hmm. I think that the, um, these arrests last night, anybody who... Uh, who seriously believes that this is the you know this is a one-off? Oh, they've just discovered this. No, no, no. It's a test ground. There will be many, many more arrests under this law as night follows day, and you start with the, I say in inverted commas, the weakest people, and move on and move on and move on. This is always what was going to happen, and it is now happening. Um, oh, and can I just mention one other thing, yeah, which was yeah, really yeah. interesting. At the press conference, because the, 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 they like these midnight press conferences, at the midnight press conference, the four online media organizations were denied entry into the press conference mm-hmm. on the grounds, and they make it up as they go along, that they weren't registered with the government's information services department. Now... There is no law in Hong Kong requiring media organizations to be registered with the government. We don't yet, we haven't yet, maybe we're coming there, we haven't yet got to a place in Hong Kong where you can only run a media organization if it's registered and approved by the government. 
they just make it up as they go along. So they say, oh, well, you're not registered. Well, you can't come to the press conference. I mean, I have no idea who these media organizations were. But I do know that the tradition and practice, even at the height of the demonstrations, was not to stop all journalists coming into a press conference and forcing them to prove their identity. Another nail in the coffin. The last I knew, this thing about registering was just a talked-about possibility and journalists said, don't be silly, so now it's a thing. Question well, it's, and, and indeed, um, the Sino herself said that wasn't the government's intention, but the police are going, oh, shut up, Sino, we will we'll enforce the law, we, we, we're not going to bother about you moaning around and flapping about in, in, in Tamar. And, if and, we the, say and the significance of that, these guys not being in, Steve, was... That they couldn't report a news event. I mean, you, if you're having a public press conference, yeah. it should be what it says on the tin, Get public. And, and, you know, whether you like the people who attend the press conference, and indeed, you know, in all authoritarian societies, and we keep hoping that that doesn't apply to Hong Kong, mm. but in all authoritarian societies, control of things like press conferences is very extreme. You only go there if the government permits you to go there. Let me ask you this. Do you think all the things you've been talking about, is there any possibility it is a honeymoon period or the inverse of, the, of a honeymoon period? Um, not sure where that honeymoon is. I mean, you know what sometimes I mean, yeah. honeymoon... We've got well, the toys, we're going to play with them. I, I was going to say, honeymoon may, <laughs> in my, as I understand it, in the commonly understood uh, meaning of the term, is it's the inter... It's the interim period before you go on to a happy and long-lasting, glorious marriage. OK, I could have come up with a better example. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you do know that a lot of honeymoons don't quite end up like that. But, uh, OK, no, is this the bit where we've been given a present and we're still playing with the box? Is this the interregnum? <laughs> OK. That's a word with many syllables, and I'm not going to say it again. We've <laughs> got about three or four minutes before the news. We're on Facebook Live Morning Brew. Lots of cool comments up there this morning. Keep them coming. I'll make sure I can read them out if I could read them. Um, Steve, one quickie before the news. Well, I, 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 when we come back, let's talk about the pandemic. But very, very quickly, I do think that it, it would be a good idea to mention this growing barrage of international repercussions over what's happening in Hong Kong. Mm. I mean, we've just heard that the European Union is now going to ban all sales of equipment that could be used for surveillance all forms of equipment that could be used for, for, for riot control, etc., on the grounds that it's not safe to send this to Hong Kong. We now have four countries, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom and New Zealand, who've said that they no longer trust the rule of law in Hong Kong, therefore don't want to have extradition agreements. Were you America. surprised that they actually got up and did this? I am, because okay. it's a very unusual thing to do. It's not a routine thing. To say that you don't have confidence in somebody's legal system is a very big statement. So I am, I am surprised. And I think we haven't seen the end of that. So what I'm basically saying is, mm. you know, if you want to stamp all over Hong Kong, there is a price to be paid. And it is now being paid. And I think that we haven't seen the end of that. I mean, the Europeans are talking about more ways of allowing people from Hong Kong to seek refuge in Europe. The Americans are talking, and goodness knows how many actions they want to impose on putting in the um, 
uh, the extradition ban themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we ain't seen the end of any of that, I don't think. Mm. I, I think a lot of people were very surprised. Do you remember, um, all, well, the social media posts here, Britain saying, we're very concerned about Hong Kong. Yes. This was a few months ago, and everybody's going, yeah, 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 you've done nothing for us. Hurrah, yeah. we're going to have a meeting and a cup of tea and a biscuit, all that kind of stuff. Well, no, they, they issued firm statements. Well, that's what I mean. What was that great, you know, that great thing in Yes, Minister? The words firm and statement often, <laughs> often don't belong in the same sentence. But um, Is this one of those things that the dominoes have just started to fall? I mean, it dribbled in with Huawei uh, a while ago and then something else. And then this happened. So my point is, is it serious? I mean, is it? I think it is serious. I think it's not just Hong Kong. I think it's a combination of Hong Kong and the fallout from the coronavirus, where a lot of countries are saying, and this includes Brazil. You may say, well, why are you mentioning Brazil? Because Brazil yeah. was China's main ally in Latin America. It also happens to be the biggest country in Latin America. The Brazilians who, who've set their stall by cooperating with China have been absolutely infuriated by the spread of the virus and are pointing the fingers at China. It's an extraordinary development. All right, Steve, sit tight for a second. We're going to go to our news in just a moment. If you're listening and watching us on Facebook Live, you won't hear anything because uh, I'm working in a different studio at the moment and you can't hear the mothership from here. So turn on good old Steam Radio 3 uh, and then you'll be able to see what's going on. But right now, you've got some nice silence to have a rest from Steve. <laughs> you enjoy that little rest from steve for a few minutes that's going to be what happens at half an hour anyway uh bright spark good morning he's joining us on facebook live we're still in with steve vines let's read this out oh dave right he says look on youtube and see the video made by snowden on telephone hacking and this was a good few years the yanks have been hacking telephones for, uh, for years uh, you can find out your they can find out your location they know your telephone number they know your sim number they know your router number they know how to take all the routers in your location they know where you are it's all old hat says dave i get your point Steve. I, well, he, he, he is obviously right, and I don't just think it's the Americans are doing it. I mean, he's right that Snowden exposed all of this. I think that technology is also very, very prevalent within China. So I think people like myself who work in the media just automatically assume everybody that, everywhere that our now. communications are, are, are compromised. And I can just say to anybody who wants to scroll through all the stuff that I do, I hope, you know, I hope you don't easily fall asleep. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> because I'm told it's better than the average sleeping pill. Yeah. All right, Steve, let's go on to some um, bugs, shall we? So shall we talk about this uh, virus thing? You may have heard of it. It's, yeah. it's, it's been around for a while. But seriously, you know, obviously things are getting worse in Hong Kong. And obviously um, something has to be done. But this is the problem. Something has to be done. This ludicrous and it's increasingly ludicrous ban on restaurants is now being do you understand it i mean let's just uh, let's not well, lose our rag here can we just go through coolly well, and calmly I my first question if i may is there actually a down the line smoking ban or is it a putting things in your mouth whilst taking your mask off ban who knows okay. i don't know <laughs> nobody knows i mean this is the problem but the most ridiculous thing is that there was indeed an infection in a Daipaidong in, um, in the vicinity of Choi Hong. So they said, oh, well, on the basis of that, let's, let's kick everybody out of restaurants, including people 
who who are out at work and therefore need to take a lunch break or a tea break, yes, whatever. Pretty it much is. everybody. That's pretty much everybody. And where do they go? Oh, the government. I mean, this is where you cannot make this stuff up. The government says, oh, right. We understand they're eating at their desks. That's not very healthy. They're eating in stairwells. You've got reports of cleaning workers being forced to eat in public lavatories. Fantastically hygienic places and lovely places to consume your food. And, so Steve, this morning on Backchat, Mr Zeman very clearly said, you've messed this up. Well, there you go. I'm not... I, I haven't travelled all the way from my desk to, to, to my computer. To my my point being, he wouldn't normally, but he was very clear on this one. Well, he was very clear, but, but, but now what they're suggesting is, oh, we're going to open up government centres so people can gather together and eat. Wait um, a minute. <laughs> What happens in a restaurant? People gather together and these people should be taken out and (laughs) taken out and dealt with because they are beyond stupid. So you know what you're saying is, oh, let's let's destroy Hong Kong's uh, food food and beverage industry because. God, they sell food and beverage. They they, they should be sacrificed. I don't mind the sacrifice for a good reason. I understand. When I go into public transport, there is a need to wear a mask. I understand when I'm in a shop, there is a need to wear a mask. Like all sensible people, I understand transmission of this virus because it's been going on for so long yeah. and we've all become mini experts, experts. In, in it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't rely on my knowledge any more than I would on many other right, people. Yeah. The fact of the matter is we've all been looking at this. So. People aren't stupid. They understand the need for precautions. What they don't understand is the need for stupidity. So if you're in the middle of a country park, I'm sorry to to revert to something that I happen to do, which is walk in the country park, you now discover that in your middle of the country, you're, you're supposed to be wearing a mask. This is bonkers. There's nobody around. Right, let me ask you a question here, Steve. So in terms of restaurants, I mean, these guys are rather taking it, aren't they? The new stuff that kicked in yesterday, uh, a lot of the big timers in the industry are saying, you've really messed this up. This this isn't working. I mentioned uh, Alan just a little while ago. Would people respect the government if they said, uh, we've kind of overstepped this one. We're going to rescind it. Well, what sensible people do when they make a mistake is say, oops, I'm sorry, I've made a mistake. That's what I mean. I'll correct it. That's what grown-ups do. You see, you sometimes find a petulant small child who, who's, who, you know, who's knocked over their milk and goes, ah, "Mummy, you've knocked over my milk," and it's pointed out to them that in fact they knocked it over themselves, and then they start bawling. I mean, if this is how the government is going to behave, well, goodness, God help us. Well, what's honestly, gonna, I mean, here we are. There's no point going over and over this because every, everybody's just as confused as everybody else and we know what we hear and read. So let's talk about something else, basically. But, but can I, just, I just wanted to add one thing Go about on. the war on exercise that the government is also waging. One of the things oh, that, like that everybody, knows, everybody <laughs> knows is that in order to build up immunity and to retain in, in, in a lockdown, retain some sort of, you know, healthy... Um, mental state exercise is a wonderful thing to do yeah and the government is now saying oh yeah you can have all the exercise you want but you need to do it with a mask on precisely the kind of thing that the world health organization has warned as being dangerous 
dangerous to wear a mask when you're doing heavy exercise because it interrupts your breathing, etc., etc. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but right. Yeah, but no. Yeah. Yes, well, <laughs> you want to move on. <laughs> I just yes, please. I mean, really, it's it's fun talking to you about this stuff, but we're all in the mushroom club, so. Well, we are. We are. Um, I mean, the other thing, obviously, that's happened this week has been the expulsion of uh, Benny Tai from um, Chinese University, where he was a, a law lecturer. Yes. Well, actually, not just Benny Tai. Um, um, Xu Ka Chung also was, was expelled from Baptist University earlier on. Mm -hmm. What's happening here is that these expulsions are, at least in the case of Benny Tai, I'm not sure of the details of the Baptist view, but in the case of Benny Tai, were ordered by the University Council. Let's remember that his case was considered by the university community itself, i.e. the Senate, which represents teaching staff, it represents students, it represents alumni as well. The council, of course, is a political body largely composed of people appointed by the government. Mm -hmm. And in the case of Hong Kong U, with King Arthur, Arthur Lee, oh, um, member of Exco, as the chairman. So that is a political body supervising the university. There's no two ways about it. They've decided to say to the university's own internal organization, the Senate, well, we don't care what you think. We, we have our political agenda. Benny Tai, leader of the Occupy movement, very smelly person, has got to go. This purge of people in the teaching profession, not just in universities, in schools as well, is underway. I mean, I, I, I don't want to keep going nailing coffin, nailing coffin, because, you know, the more you repeat it, people go, oh, it's just a nail in the coffin. So it doesn't matter. But it is a nail in the coffin. It is a serious matter. Um, uh, Benny Tai says he's going to appeal to the Chancellor of the University. That would be Carrie Lamb. Has this meant that Benny, if you want to look at it this way, has won and likely knew this was coming a million miles away? Well, you could say, you know, it's a moral victory um, mm. for him. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, the real victory would be to keep... if if the field of education was not subject to political pressure. That, to my mind, would be the real victory. Mm. But, you know, that that ship I really do think has sailed, sailed big time, I'm afraid to say. So, I again, I don't think it's just um, Mr. Tai and Mr. Shu who are, who are going to be um, in the headlights. In just a second, Steve, time for one more if you've got something up your sleeve. Let's do a couple of comments from people here. Uh, Dave's back. Th this is interesting. He says more people go to the supermarket and they put their prices up. I, I, I never understand why in a time of crisis people do that. I mean, gouging is part of a free economy, but when people are hurting... Yeah. Because, because they can? Yeah, I know that. Remember, I know there's that. a duopoly in supermarkets in Hong Kong. Uh, Steve says, what science is the government citing to bring in their policy restrictions? He also wants to know who's our uh, Dr. Fauci, because um, 
That's quite interesting as well. We are well, there is a fellow sticking out here. Um, Nick writes our big numbers, 110 to 120 cases, are not good for sure. But in comparison with the actual crisis in Italy, UK, Spain, our comparison numbers are one tenth of theirs. I think you also miss Magnus' point. I don't know what you mean, Nick. Um, the numbers reflect what happened three plus weeks ago, not what happened at the weekend, as it takes three-ish weeks to materialise into case numbers. Makes uh, masks, yes. Caution, yes. But our numbers are not well. Western Europe or USA type. I think you're just uh, reaffirming what Steve started with, hence uh, going back to cancelling the election. Yeah. That's a QED, really, from Nick. I mean, obviously, our numbers are are, are lower than the United States and what have you, but they're also lower in per capita terms, which is much more important because this is a smaller place. I mean, this is... um, you, you, You should be comparing Hong Kong, say, with Singapore. Singapore is indeed smaller than Hong Kong, but has a much higher level much higher level of infection and deaths. So, you know, let's not get hysterical about what's happening in Hong Kong. I would prefer it if there were no cases and nobody died. So would everybody else. But we're not getting hysterical about the actual virus so much as all the stuff that's going on around it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's be, you know, the thing is, the virus isn't going to go away quickly. I think everybody knows that except for Donald Trump. So if you understand that the virus isn't going to go away quickly, you have to go to point number two. How do you control it? How do you learn to live with it? Yeah, yeah. So you have to take some risks in learning to live with it. Which Hong Kong people have, and they've done it admirably. Um, Kat, once again, secondary school teachers are also facing similar risks of being fired with regards to the Benny comment. Uh, Nigel writes, who will Hong Kong buy vaccine from? I've no idea, Nigel. I'm not a vaccine buyer. Neither do I. It's a good question. Who will Hong Kong buy vaccine from? Uh, what about I places mean, like Israel or it China? Matter. Yeah, I know that's what that's yes. what probably Nigel means. What about Kat's comments? Um, secondary school teachers. I bet they're running quite scared yes. at the moment. Secondary school teachers. Seen uh, a larger number of secondary school teachers than university teachers being suspended for on, on suspicion of being um, involved in the protests. So yes. It is not just the universities. I, I very deliberately said the education sector and in schools yeah. where, of course, the government is obsessed with this introduction of a national curriculum. They want more patriotic education. They want to end liberal studies. They want the libraries in the schools to be censored. They want to go through the teaching materials. We're not talking thin end of the wedge. We're talking wobble of the wedge. Let me ask you this, Steve, just to wrap up with today. If you could, as examples, give a number of jobs that young kids, children now, will not be going for in the future, just your opinion. I mean, are we going to have less school teachers? Are we going to have less police? You know, Daddy, I want to be a policeman or whatever. Are we going to have... What are we going to have less of, Steve? Because... Well, let's look at the evidence so far. The police themselves say that recruitment is seriously down in the wake of the protests. So we know that, that, that a lot of people are choosing not to join the police force. We know that the biggest employer in Hong Kong is in fact the civil service. Yes. And a lot of people are going to say to themselves, if I've got to go there and sign a loyalty pledge and be have, you know, Big Brother watching over my shoulder... So that's going to go down. Do I want to go and work there? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I want to just go back to another Nigel. 
We're full of them today. He said it's already been reported in Mingpao that Hong Kong is prepared to commit to Chinese vaccines. That's obviously what Nigel One was on about as well. Because oh, okay. they'll have to. I, I haven't seen that, but that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. All right, Steve, unless you've got anything else up your sleeve, I'm going to leave it there. Nope. Just world peace, but maybe another time. Take care. Steve Vines, always brilliant fun talking to you. And uh, thank you for getting in touch on Facebook Live. Some brilliant comments there. Really, really good food for thought. Anyway, on we go. Yeah.